God. How many of you are thankful for what you feel in this house this morning? Are you thankful today of what you feel? Hallelujah. Quickly, I'm going to get into the word of the Lord. Um, I believe God wants to do something great in this house today. I give honor to Bishop Mayo and Sister Mayo in their absence. So thankful to be here. I do not take any opportunity to stand behind the pulpit lightly. And um, I've grown to love this church and grown to love some of you. You may not like me, but I like you. You may not claim me, but I claim you. So, love Cornerstone. Thank you for allowing the Holy Ghost to preach to you. Thank you for allowing me to be myself. And if you're a visitor here today, I would love, personally, I would love to meet you. Um, I think one of the missing things in Pentecost is connecting. So if you're a visitor today, I would love to meet you. And if you're home folk and I haven't met you today, please wait just a little bit after service so I can meet you. Uh, I love people and uh, it's my passion is people. And uh, I believe if we can connect with people that when they come into the church house, they'll be more open to what God is wanting to do. Praise God. So I do feel like the Holy Ghost is going to help us. Why don't we, just for one second, I'm going to get into the Word. I know it's 1220. I know. I know. And I got to preach at 230. I, I know. But can we give it up for this praise team? My, my, my. Now, if you're a musician, you understand the stank face. Any musicians know what I'm talking about? And uh, I had to give the bass player and the drum player some stank faces because they was doing some stuff today, man. So I'm just, I'm just happy to be here, praise God. You may not be happy, but I'm happy to be here, praise God. Today, we're going to talk about something I feel the Holy Ghost has placed on my heart. And um, I'm going to let you be seated in just a moment. I want to preach to you from this topic, years versus a God moment. Years versus a God moment. I want us to lift our hands and ask the Holy Ghost to help us today. Lord, we love you. Come on, lift up your voice, church. Lord, we love you. Come on, church, begin to lift up your voice right now. God, we need you today. Holy Ghost, we want you to minister today. Holy Ghost, we want you to touch us today. We want you to move from the inside out, God. We want you to change somebody's life today, God, and we'll give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Praise God. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. You can be seated. Years versus a God moment. God moment. Clean and unclean. These words relate to ritual purity and describe the condition of something relative to its suitability for being in God's presence. Being unclean disqualified the person or thing from sharing God's presence. What would cause a person to be unclean? Immoral acts. Genesis 34 and 5. 
the immoral act done to Dinah's, to Dinah, Jacob's daughter. Leviticus 20 and 3, the people offering their offspring to the god Molech and defiled the sanctuary, making them morally unclean. Numbers 19 and 13, anyone who touches a dead corpse and does not purify himself defiles the temple of Yahweh. And if you were unclean, you were cut off from the people and almost what we like to call social distance from everyone else who was considered clean. It was a purity system that would regulate the interactions between a holy God and fallen humanity. The system enabled God to dwell among the people, but for them to not approach him inappropriately. People that were considered unclean couldn't hang around the masses, sometimes having to wait seven days until they were counted as clean again. Imagine being a person that was unclean, having to be isolated from everyone, having to tell everybody before you entered into the town that you were unclean. People looking at you a certain way, considering you as the unclean person. People not wanting to be around you because you being unclean, being excommunicated from society, but after seven days, having the ability to be clean again. Let's think about this for just a moment as I'm setting a foundation for this message. Twelve years. Twelve years. Imagine going twelve years of having the label of being unclean. Imagine going 12 years to the best physicians and nobody having a cure for your issue. Think of the mindset of this individual. My situation is hopeless. It's always going to be this way. Nothing's ever going to change. This is the card that life has dealt me. I'm always going to be this way. My situation is helpless. It's always going to stay this way. I haven't received deliverance yet, so I might as well get used to being by myself or being alone, being excommunicated from society. I might as well get used to it. I wonder if you went 12 years of dealing with this issue that maybe the question came, why do I keep living? Is there any purpose for me? Why did you put me on this earth? <laughs> why, why, what, what, what is life? I don't even know my purpose. I don't even know why I'm here because I'm excommunicated from everybody else and I'm having to be labeled as unclean. Imagine 12 years of dealing with that. I'm talking about today the lady with the issue of blood. Can I ask everybody a question? We're going to go slow and then we're going to go high today. What was the lady with the issue of blood? What was her name? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. It doesn't say. But her issue became her identity. The lady that was unclean, 
The lady that was never able to be around everybody else. The lady that was running on empty. The lady. And if we're not careful, we'll allow labels to identify us. We'll allow things that are, are coming up against us to label us. That's the drug addict. That's the one that struggles with alcohol. That's the one that has a porn addiction. And if we're not careful, we're walking around life with labels of things that we're trying to get over. Lady with the issue of blood, the Bible does not give her identity, but her disease became her identity. Her issue became her label. Unclean was her label. Understand the culture of this time. The disorder of constant bleeding would make her unclean. So it excluded her from social contact and social interaction. She couldn't touch anyone. She couldn't have conversations with anybody because when she had a conversation, anybody she got close to would become unclean. With this condition, she could not bear children, which means that she had no future. Mm. Maybe these are some of the thoughts that ran through her mind. Why keep living? What is the purpose that I have on this earth? There is no hope for me. But as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope for you. I've come to tell somebody today that as long as you have breath in your body, there is hope for you. There is hope for the label changing over your life. As long as there's breath in your body and there's an opportunity to come into the church house, there is a chance. There's a chance to get right with God. There is peace available for you today. A Jewish man often divorced women who were incapable of having children or would find a handmaid to make sure their name could be passed down. Could you imagine being this woman today? Twelve years of dealing with this issue and doing everything humanly possible to get over it. And nothing seemed to work. Maybe this lady with the issue of blood was married. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe she got a divorce because no man wanted her because she couldn't bear children. Imagine being this lady that nobody wants to touch her. Nobody wants to be near her. And for 12 years, she's trying to find the answer. There's people in this house that have been trying to find answers You've been looking in bottles, you've been looking in drugs, you've been looking in immoral relationships, and nothing seems to fix the issue. Nothing seems to fix the labels that, uh, nothing seems to fix the labels that have been placed on your life because your daddy was this, you're going to be, I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now, because your mama was this, you're going to be that. I defy that lie right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You don't have to be like your family tree, but you can, you can be something great for God, but you got to say there is hope, there is peace, there is joy, there is something new for me. Imagine today being the lady with the issue of blood. Why even continue? 
I wonder if suicidal thoughts. Uh, it's in this room today. The, uh, contemplating suicide because life's been tough. Life, man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Life's been tough. Uh, things didn't go my way, uh, and I'm just going to give up. Why even continue? The text of this story of the lady with the issue of blood happens in Mark chapter 5. Everybody, please stay with me. Jesus has come into contact with a man possessed of devils. He was hanging out in a house. He was not hanging out in the house, but in the tombs. The devil likes to hang around things that don't have any life. The man possessed of devils was running around, and the Bible says that no man could tame him. That word tame means to subdue. Nobody had authority. Nobody could keep him. He was dealing with bondage. This man that I'm describing today, the Bible describes him as having an unclean spirit. <laughs> having an unclean spirit. But he was about to come in contact with not just any man. <laughs> but God manifested in the flesh. The Bible reiterates that this man was being bound by chains and he was in a hopeless situation until hope arrived. <laughs> Mark 5 and 5 says, and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself. Now remember, this man was possessed of devils, which tells me that cutting yourself is demonic. Oh, I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now. You don't have to cut yourself to feel anything, ma'am. Church, I need you to help me right now. You don't have to cut yourself to feel anything. I know that life has numbed you. I know life has scarred you. But you don't have to cut yourself to find love, to find peace. You don't have to do it. But there's a church family that's here at Cornerstone that will welcome you into the family. But you got to say, God, I need help. God, I can't do this by myself. I need you. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm about to lose my mind because I feel deliverance in this house today. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I feel deliverance in this house for somebody today. God have mercy. In Mark chapter 5 and verse 6, but when this man that was bound and dealing with demons, but when he saw Jesus afar off, He ran. That sounds like a desperate person right there. He didn't walk. He didn't wait for an altar call. He ran. And the Bible says, and worshiped. This is the man that's full of demons, uh, that has been bound, that no man could tame. And even the devils couldn't stop him from worshiping. 
What's your excuse? No devil can stop you from getting in God's presence. Nothing can stop you from getting to God. But you got to say, I'm desperate. I need God. I need God to change me. I need God to touch me. I need God to deliver me. What? No. Calm down, Brother Jones. I'm trying to stay calm. But I feel deliverance in this house today. I'm telling you, I feel the devil, the devil couldn't even stop this man from praising God. The only thing that can stop you from praising God is, is you. I just don't see why those people run in the aisles like that. Because you don't know their backstory. You don't know where God brought them from. You don't know the hellhole that God delivered them out of. So if you... If you've been through what I've been through, you would be running too. If you've been through, God delivered me from depression. God delivered me from suicide. But God, but God, but God, but God. I'm asking somebody to remember what God brought you from. I'm trying to stay calm, y'all. I'm trying. I'm trying. Woo. The devil couldn't stop him. But we see in Mark chapter 5, verse 7. And cried. Oh. Not only could the devils not stop him, the devils couldn't shut him up. What's your excuse? When's the last time you got a little bit undignified? When's the last time you lifted up your voice? And he cried with a loud voice and said, what, I, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high? I adjure thee by God that they torment me not. The devils recognized who they were dealing with. For he said unto him, come out of the man, thou un... Are you seeing the, the, what's happening? Unclean spirit. Come out. And he asked him in verse 9, what is your name? And he said, my name is Legion, for we are many. Legion is a military term. It is the largest unit of Roman army consisting of three to 6,000 soldiers. Hold up. You mean to tell me three to 6,000 soldiers couldn't stop one man? Nothing can stop you from your breakthrough today. I'm telling a lady in this building that came in here looking for hope. Nothing can stop you from getting the hope that you need. Nothing can stop you from getting the peace that you need. Nothing can stop you from getting the joy that you need. But you got to be desperate. You got to be willing to run to Jesus. You got to... Brother Jordan, where Brother Jordan at? Can you play behind me? I feel an old school spirit on me right now. Can you get on the organ and play old school for me? Oh, yeah, I feel it right now. Some of you, 
I feel deliverance, and I'm just excited because the angels rejoice when one sinner repents. I wonder what the angel's going to do today when somebody gets the deliverance they've been looking for. I wonder what the angels are going to do when somebody says, I want to be baptized in the name. I wonder what heaven's going to do. Heaven's going to be rejoicing. Heaven's going to be dancing. Heaven's... You know why I'm going a little bit crazy? Because I was the young man bound and it took one service in God's presence. All it took was one service and God touched me and God changed. Y'all don't get too happy. Y'all like y'all want to have church today or something. Hold on. I still got a little ways to go, but you just stay with me. Ah! I'm about to lose my mind. The Bible declares that demons tremble at the name of Jesus. So I wonder what the demons were doing as he got closer and closer. As he got closer and closer to Jesus. Oh, no, 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 don't do that. Stay in your pew. Don't go to the altar. Don't, don't go up there. Because maybe, just maybe, at that altar, there's your deliverance. Maybe, just maybe, when you step outside of your pew and say, God, I can't take it another day. I can't take it another moment. Now there was nigh, verse 11, now there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. Verse 12, and the devils besought him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. Verse 13, and forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean, you see in a repetition right now, the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. Verse 14. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was done. In Leviticus 13. Leviticus 11, I'm sorry. Swine was considered unclean. So the demonic realm wanted to go into a place that was familiar to it. The man was unclean, and he said, let me, let me go out, let me go into the animals where they're unclean. The enemy wants to go into a place that's familiar to him. <laughs> but Jesus showed up with authority over the demonic realm. He had authority over unclean spirits. And he has authority over what you're dealing over what you're dealing with today. All it took was one moment in God's presence. All it took was a man getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. All it took was one young lady that said, I'm not dealing with this bondage anymore. 
I want Jesus to come to me. No, if you notice in the story, the man possessed of devils ran. Oh, all it took was one moment in his presence. God took this man that was bound, full of devils, who was unclean, who had a label that no man could bind him. God took him from demonic to a preacher. Because the man that was unclean, oh my, the man that was unclean, the Bible says that after God got done with him, when Jesus got done with him, that he was sitting and clothed and in his right mind. When Jesus got done with him, all it took was one moment in God's presence. And he, he was sitting and he was clothed and he was in his right mind. I've come to tell somebody today that can happen for you. I've come to tell a lady today that can happen for you. God can turn things around. God can change. It can happen for you. Brother Jones, what do you mean that God turned him into a preacher? Because he was just content staying with Jesus. Oh, Jesus, this is lovely. Let me stay here with you. I'll sit at your feet. Jesus says, nope. Go back home, bro. And start telling everybody what I did for you. Some of y'all got testimonies. Can, can we do a little? Everybody sit down for just one second. Just real quick, real quick. Can we just have a testimony service real quick? Okay. If God ever delivered you of drug addiction, I want you to stand up. Hold on, hold on. Don't get too excited. If God ever delivered you of alcohol, I want you to stand up. If God delivered you from porn addictions and moral relationships, I want you to stand up right now. Why are you doing this, Brother Jones? Because this is a testimony that one moment in God's presence can turn it, can turn it around, can turn my life around, can turn my family around. But God, one moment, all it takes is one moment. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Oh, no, y'all ain't saying it cool enough. Say, neighbor, 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 neighbor. Hey, yeah. Desperate times. Desperate times calls for desperate measures. Why is he dancing like that? Because I'm desperate. Why is she running like that? Because I'm desperate. I can't take it anymore. I've got to have freedom. I've got to have liberty. I'm desperate. Some of you are not desperate enough. Some of you are not desperate enough. But some of you got to get so desperate that you don't care what nobody think about you. 
God delivered a man full of demons. And he's on his way. And there's a man by the name of Jairus that comes to Jesus with a desperate situation. God, I need you to fix this. And he fell at Jesus' feet. But Mark 5 and 23 says this, and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. Luke chapter 8 states, says this girl was eight, 12 years old, and Jesus was headed to Jairus' house. He's headed, he's passing by. <laughs> and I just wonder if maybe the lady with the issue of blood heard about Jesus walking by. Knowing that he wasn't going to be there for a long time. But while he's near, I've got to get to him. Because if I can get just close to him, if I can just get near him, maybe in just one moment. Maybe in just one moment, God can turn this 12 years of an issue and turn it. I wish somebody would build your faith today that 12 years of addiction, 12 years of bondage can be broken today. Mark 5. Oh yeah, we better have church here today. We better have church here today. Some of you... We better have church. Some of you need to allow your faith to arise because this could be the service. This could be the service that something starts shaking a backslider. This could be the service. Ah. Y'all calm down. Y'all acting like y'all want to shout. Calm down. And a certain woman, Mark 5 and 25, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians had spent all she had nothing left to lose she was running on empty she didn't have no more money left so I've tried everything physically possible why don't I try this man from Galilee I've tried the doctors I've tried the physicians I've tried the counselors and nobody seems to know the issue that's wrong with me. But I'm going to introduce you today to the great physician. I'm going to introduce you to the man that can fix all of your problems. She's running on empty. And when she, verse 27, I'd like to put this on the screen so everybody knows I'm not making this up. And when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind. Hold on. That's not where she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be by herself. She's supposed to be alone. But desperate times. Desperate times calls for desperate measures. She heard. All she heard 
was Jesus is at that cornerstone church. I, I just heard that God was able to heal, so maybe, just maybe, I can take my ailment to the altar. I'm telling you, I feel a miracle. I'm telling you what I feel right now. I feel a miracle in this building this morning. If you need a miracle, I would allow your faith to arise. All it's going to take is one moment. All it's going to take is one just a little bit of faith if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed if if I can just touch him if I can get close enough to him I shall be she didn't know if this was going to work she didn't know if this was going to work but faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not some of you need to say to yourself I'm healed brother Jones I haven't went to the doctor yet but faith is the substance of things my child is healed my family is healed come on somebody needs to speak it out of your mouth I'm healed I'm healed I'm healed Sometimes in order to get a miracle, you can't just talk about it. But you got to be about it. Do I got some people that's going to be about it today? Do I have some people that's going to be about it today? If I can just touch... So, oh, this is my favorite part, y'all. I just love the word of God. Can you imagine her breaking out? Getting around people and saying. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I got Oh, no. Is that the unclean woman? Go back to where you come from. Go back to society where everybody has told you, you don't, you're not much, you don't amount to anything. Go back where you belong. She was so desperate that even sometimes, I'm telling you right here, somebody better hear me. In order to get your breakthrough, you got to tune out voices. You got to tune out what everybody in the church goes, oh, I wonder what's wrong with her. None of your business. Desperate times calls for desperate worship. For Remember, she's not used to being around the crowd. She's unclean. It could have been easy for her to say, I don't belong here. I'll just stay in my pew. I'll just stay in my seat. I'll just keep living. See, we have gotten comfortable living with stuff. When God's saying, 
Breakthrough's here. Deliverance is here. If I can just touch. <laughs> Mark 5 and 30. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched me? The disciples said, Hey, bro, you tripping. Everybody's touching you. People are thronging you. Jesus said, No, this touch was different. They weren't just trying to get close to me, but that was a desperate touch. Virtue flew, came out of me. Something happened. Now, listen. This lady could not have children. She didn't belong there. <laughs> Verse 32, everybody get this. Everybody get this. And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But look at her response. But the woman fearing and trembling knowing what she had done and what was done to her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth <laughs> this woman ain't supposed to touch Jesus because remember at the beginning of it if you touch somebody and you're unclean the person that you touch becomes the person that you touch becomes unclean? Verse 34. Somebody please put verse 34 up there. Ah! I know the people on YouTube are probably thinking I'm crazy. I am. And he said unto her, daughter. Some of you missed your opportunity to shout right there. After the unclean lady touched Jesus, notice what he does not call her. He doesn't call her. He doesn't call her the lady with the issue of blood. He doesn't call her the lady that's unclean. But after she got in God's presence, he said, daughter, he said, daughter, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. You've not done too much. You've not gone too far. But one moment, one moment. I'm unworthy. Come boldly to the throne of grace. I'm unworthy. We're all unworthy. But he calls her daughter. Thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. In one moment, Jesus, I'm telling you, I feel something trying to happen right now. One moment of her perseverance, of pushing past flesh, she got a miracle. What are you willing to do today to get your miracle? I guess nobody in here has a need that desperate. What are you willing to do to get your miracle? Are you content staying with it? Or is something burning on the inside of you that says, I can't take it another day. I can't take it another day. 
up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Jesus has power over sickness. But listen to this. This is the best part, y'all. Not only does he heal her of 12 years of a disease, but he brings restoration. Because remember, she's bleeding. She's not able to have children. She is considered unclean. And the bleeding stops. What does that mean, Brother Jones? That Jesus, in one moment, restored her future. What do you mean, Brother Jones? Because when the bleeding stopped, she was able to have children again. God, in one moment, can restore and bring restoration to your... We got the man full of devils. We got the lady with the issue of blood. Twelve years. And in one moment. He has power over demonic realm. He's got power over disease. And he's also got power over something that's dead. Your daughter's just asleep. It's something temporary. But one moment... That's all it takes. I'm telling you, all it takes is one service for God to turn it around. Brother Jones, I'm dealing with it. Drug addiction for 20 years. I've dealt with this for this year. Do you believe in the power in one moment? One moment can change your Oh, Brother Jones, I don't believe you. I came loaded today. I was in Texas. And God showed me something in prayer. It was a vape. It was a black vape. He showed it to me. And before, before service, I'm writing all this stuff down and I'm seeing it in prayer. Because God said, share it with the people. I said, okay, God. I said, there's somebody in here who has a black vape. God wants to deliver you from it today. That's all, nothing eloquent. Nothing. <laughs> and the church got quiet like it's quiet right now. <laughs> and I'll never forget I, you know as preachers we try to figure out who it is always got to be that young person <laughs> but it was the guy first time being there that as soon as I say it he, he runs out and goes to his truck and he gets a black vape puts it in his pocket and he sits back down when I called the altar call, everybody's praying, people are dancing, and I noticed the black, black vape that I saw was laying on the altar. Hold on, hold on. I talked to the brother today, and he looked at me. He said, Brother Jones, how did you know? I'm talking about he looked spooked. How did, 
how'd you know I had the black vape? I said, I didn't know God knew. And he said, man, I thought you were in my car or something. I just didn't know how you knew. First time being in the Pentecostal setting. But he said, when you started preaching, something started coming over me. And something said, I don't want to deal with this addiction anymore. And he said, I'm going to lay that. I'm telling somebody, if you allow your faith to arise, God, God will deliver you of some things that you can place on this altar. And God can set you free. One moment. Somebody shout one moment. Addicted to drugs? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? <laughs> Addicted to antidepressants? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Brother Jones, I just don't believe it. Okay, I came loaded today. Acts 3 and 2. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb all he ever knew was a life of dependency and one moment when disciples are walking by <laughs> they reach out their hand we got to go all the way to Acts 4 and 22 that the Bible says that he was unable to walk for 40 years that's a long time now tell me again while 12 years and 40 years and in one moment God could oh I feel I feel your spirit I feel your spirit brother Jones this is 2024 drugs are different now Oh, I guess the God that we serve has changed. The Bible says that he is the same. So if he's the same, I think that we should have a deliverance service today. having an issue will thou be made whole I'm asked, come to ask somebody today do you want to be made whole if the answer is yes then God has something he wants to do for you today today brother Jones I need deliverance I need the weight of sin lifted off of me I'm going to tell you one thing that you can do today. If you've never been baptized, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of all your sins, there's water back there. We got robes. Hold on. I'm going to use myself as an example. Is that okay? Carrie Jones, by obedience to the word of God, I baptize you now. In the name of Jesus. Hold on. Hold on. Years of sin. Years of things going wrong. In one moment, all things become new. You become a new creature. 
creature. You become a new creation in one moment. And it can happen for you today. And it can be yours today. But the question is, how desperate are you? I'm telling you right now, God forbid that we leave this church without our miracle. God forbid that some of you leave because you're too worried about what somebody else is going to think about you. I don't care what none of y'all think about me. Some of y'all can tell that by now. I don't care. You want to know why? Because I know that if I can just get close to him, he has the ability. I'm telling, ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling the lady in here, listen, I'm telling, I feel the Holy Ghost about to speak very specifically to a lady right now. You've tried suicide. You've tried overdose. And for some reason, it didn't work. I'm going to tell you why. For this moment right here. This moment right here. The spirit is drawn right now. The spirit is drawn right now. And he's saying, if you need... If you came in sick, you're going to walk out whole by just the mention of his name. Just the mention of his name. <laughs> See, I'm a little crazy. I just think God can do anything. Nothing is impossible with God. So we're about to see how desperate somebody are. Somebody is. I'm done. <laughs> I see. I'll wait till they start singing. That's what we do. Let's wait till they start singing and I'll just go up there. How desperate are you? I'm making some of you real uncomfortable right now. I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable. I'm trying to see how desperate... desperate are you? If you need something from God, I'd be in this altar right now. If I needed something from God, I'd be at this altar right now. <laughs> One moment. One moment. All it takes is one moment. Years, that's not too hard for God to fix. Years, it's not too hard for God. You believe what I'm saying, sis? Holding the baby? God brought you here for a reason today. Hold on, hold on. Sis, I want you to look at me. I don't want to embarrass you for nothing. But I'm telling you, you came in here desperate for something today. And God is here to meet your need today. Today.
Oh, here it is. That's what we're going to do. If you're in this building, I'm not looking for the perfect people. If you're perfect, come back tomorrow. But I'm looking for the people that came in here desperate. I can't take another day with this. See, us church folks, we get used to coming to church. And sometimes we don't realize how desperate people are. You know what pushes me to get up early in the morning? Is I don't know who's walking in the building. That's what pushes me to wake up and pray. Because I don't know what some of you need. But he does. And I say, God, help me. Every day I wake up to be sensitive to the needs of your people. I'm telling you, I feel a shift right now. I feel a shift right now. I'm telling somebody, oh, you don't have to try suicide anymore. Some of you came in desperate for peace. When the Prince of Peace is here, looking for is here today. One moment. So this is what we're going to do. If you need God to give you a miracle, I'm not putting specifics on it. Financial, physical, emotional, whatever. You need a miracle. I want you to come up here to the altar as close as you can. I don't care if you're a guest. I don't care if you're home folk. If you need a miracle, I want you to come. Come, 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 come. Church, we got to be real sensitive. I feel something about to break in this house. My God, have mercy. Somebody needs to allow your faith to arise. My God, help us. I feel something shifting right now. What's that sound? That's the sound of a daddy that's desperate. What is that sound? That's the sound of somebody that somebody's desperate and needing God to help turn some things around. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be made whole. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. All it takes is one moment. All it takes is one moment. All it takes.